Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is the feast of Mary, the mother of the church. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Father of mercies, whose only begotten Son, as he hung upon the cross, chose the Blessed Virgin Mary, his mother, to be our mother also. Grant, we pray, that with her loving help, your church may be more fruitful day by day, and exulting in the holiness of her children, may draw to her embrace all the families of the peoples. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After Jesus was taken up into heaven, the apostles went back from the Mount of Olives, as it is called, to Jerusalem, a short distance away, no more than a Sabbath walk. And when they reached the city, they went to the upper room where they were staying. There were Peter and John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Jude, son of James. All these joined in continuous prayer, together with several women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. On the holy mountain is his city, cherished by the Lord. The Lord prefers the gates of Zion to all Jacob's dwellings. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. Zion shall be called mother, for all shall be her children. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. It is he, the Lord Most High, who gives each his place. In his register of peoples he writes, These are her children, and while they dance they will sing, In you all find their home. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. Alleluia, alleluia. Happy are you, Holy Virgin Mary, and most worthy of all praise. For from you arose the Son of Justice, Christ our God. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. Seeing his mother and the disciple he loved standing near her, Jesus said to his mother, Woman, this is your son. Then to the disciple he said, This is your mother. And from that moment, the disciple made a place for her in his home. After this, Jesus knew that everything had now been completed. And to fulfill the scripture perfectly, he said, I am thirsty. A jar full of vinegar stood there. So putting a sponge soaked in the vinegar on a hyssop stick, they held it up to his mouth. After Jesus had taken the vinegar, he said, It is accomplished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. It was preparation day, and to prevent the bodies remaining on the cross during the Sabbath, since the Sabbath was a day of special solemnity, the Jews asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken away. Consequently, the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with him and then of the other. When they came to Jesus, they found he was already dead. And so instead of breaking his legs, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a lance. And immediately there came out blood and water. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today is a really great feast day, Mary Mother of the Church. Um, In fact, it's brand spanking new. Pope Francis only instituted it a couple of years ago. Bear in mind, though, it doesn't have a fixed date. It's tied to Pentecost. It's the Monday after Pentecost. So this is one of those feast days where you won't sort of go, oh, yeah, that's right, it's the 1st of June. No, it shifts around a little bit because the date of Easter shifts around and Pentecost is 50 days after Easter and this is one day after Pentecost. So you don't really need to commit the date to memory, but you definitely need to remember that this happens after Pentecost. I suppose that goes some length to explain the first reading and the reason why we have it from the Acts of the Apostles, this moment where the church is joined in prayer in in such a beautiful and privileged way with Jesus' mother and now our mother, that she's in the upper room with the apostles. Her prayers are supporting them. Her prayers are calling down the Holy Spirit upon them. The Holy Spirit that, as we found out yesterday, completely transformed the apostles into missionary machines that sent the apostles to the corners of the world to proclaim that Jesus of Nazareth isn't just the son of Mary, he's the son of the Father, and that his suffering, death and resurrection has restored us to new life in the Father. That Mary's right at the heart of that whole mystery. So Mary's certainly there praying for us, praying for the church, and always asking God to send the Holy Spirit upon the church. But there's also a deeper theological reality. It's not just about what Mary does. It's about who Mary is. She's the mother of the church. And and why is that? Well, we can certainly point to the fact that she's the mother of Jesus. But more than that, because we, as the disciples of Christ, because we are spiritually incorporated into his body, because we now are the body of Christ She becomes our mother too. 
Because Jesus has drawn us into his very life, we are now drawn into his relationship. His relationship, most importantly, of course, with the Father. But now also the relationship that he has with his mother. And that kind of brings us to the gospel today. This moment when Jesus, going through his saving death, this death and resurrection by which we are made one in his body, that it's this moment that he makes manifest this new relationship that we will have with his mother. The beloved disciple receives Mary, and Jesus entrusts his disciples to Mary as his sons and daughters. But notice something. On the cross, Jesus refers to his mother as woman. Woman, this is your son. Now, that might strike us as a little bit strange because, um, I mean, I, I certainly know in my case, nothing good would ever come from me referring to my mother as woman. Why does Jesus do it to his? Well, let's go back to the book of Genesis. Who was the woman? The woman, of course, is, is Eve. The Lord God causes Adam to fall into a deep sleep, and from his side he takes a rib. The Lord God built the rib that he'd taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man, and the man exclaimed, This is at last bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. This is to be called woman, for this was taken from man. Adam is so excited at seeing Eve because at last he's found one who lives the same kind of life that he does. Remember, Adam's gone through all the animals in the garden and gone, no, 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 none of these are like me. None of these are another me. Until, having woken from the deep sleep, Adam beholds the woman. And then after the whole catastrophe of the fall, we read that, the man named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all those who live. Actually, there's a, a really nice phrase if you've ever read C.S. Lewis's uh, Narnia series, these, you know, kids' books, which really are pretty good for adults too. Uh, they refer to the human beings as the sons of Eve. And, and that's what we are. We're all the sons and daughters of Eve because we share the kind of life that... We've received from Eve, and, and tragically what we find out in the book of Genesis is that that kind of life is touched by death. But now let's, let's turn our attention to the gospel and to the cross. We hear this moment when Jesus entrusts his mother to the beloved disciple, and that Jesus refers to his mother there as woman. But you might have expected that, you know, that would be where the church Stops the reading, you know, Mary, mother of the church. Let's just read those few little lines where we hear about Jesus entrusting Mary to the disciple. But we keep going. We hear about Jesus' death and then about the deaths of the two thieves to right and to left of Christ. And then we find out that Jesus, having already died, has a lance thrust into his side. And from it flow blood and water. All right, let's go back to the book of Genesis again. The Lord God caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep, and from his side he took a rib 
which he built up into the woman. Now, what, now that Jesus has fallen asleep upon the cross, his side is opened up. But from his side comes not a rib, but blood and water. The water of baptism, the blood of the Eucharist. That what comes from his side is not a new human life, but a new spiritual life. That what appears to be Jesus' death is in fact a whole new act of creation. And when Adam awakes from his sleep, he beholds Eve and says, this at last is bone from my bone and flesh of my flesh. This at last is another me. And those who are born of the water and blood of Christ are indeed turned into another Christ, possessing the same kind of life that we have received from Jesus, a spiritual kind of life. Now, the first one who receives this life is Mary. Mysteriously, she receives this kind of life from the moment of her conception, from the Immaculate Conception. She is saved by the blood of Christ, even before Christ has spilled his blood. I mean, after all, didn't the Archangel Gabriel at the Annunciation refer to Mary as being full of grace? And, you know, when you stop and think about that, that that's, kind of, that's kind of amazing. But Mary, she's the new Eve the one born from the side of Christ. And just as we are all the sons and daughters of the first Eve, because we all share her life and the life touched by death, now we too are all the sons and daughters of the new Eve, because we have received the kind of life that she has, that she's received from her son. She really is our mother. It's not just that she's motherly towards us, which she most definitely is, you know, and we can see that in the upper room, the way that she is praying for the apostles, the way that she loves and cares for them as she loves and cares for her son, Jesus. But she really is our mother in the order of grace. She's, she's the new Eve. We have received our spiritual life through her. Because firstly, she said yes to Jesus, but also because she is the new beginning of this new humanity. So let's never be slow to turn to our mother. She takes very seriously her role as the mother of Jesus. And you can be very sure that she takes very seriously the role of being our mother too. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever.
Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.